Xanatos. Hey guys, welcome to Revisit and Ruin, the show where we revisit something from our childhood and most likely ruin our memories of it. I'm your host, Max, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, CM. Hi, CM. I'm sorry, I'm left speechless <laughs> by that roar. <laughs> I mean, I totally understand it. I get it. I know where you're coming from. But I'm pretty sure if anybody was listening to this on their way to work, on a subway, or driving a car... They might have jumped a little bit. Well, I didn't do it directly into the microphone. I, I wanted to save their ears a little bit. Yeah, I, I do that. I go directly into the mic. I know you do. Um, what? Oh, this is... No, this is a regular episode. Oh, I'm, I'm okay, confused. So, so here's the thing. So this is... Was supposed to be a mini-sode. Let's... Full disclosure, ladies and gentlemen. This was supposed to be a mini-sode. This was supposed to be... A TV show. When we do our mini-sows, we choose a, um, a TV show from our childhood um, that we want to revisit. Well, it turns out we decided to revisit... Dun, 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 You guessed it. Gargoyles. Disney's Gargoyles. Uh, that's the most unfortunate part about Gargoyles. Oh, psh, <laughs> Shut it. So, it turns out... It's five parts. The whole opening called the first episode, which we watched, Awakening, is part one, two, three, four, and five. The yeah. length of a film. It's kind of crazy to think that uh, they they would release an episode like one per week, right? Correct. So for a month and a week, you're watching the pilot. Hey, I watched it. I mean, I, I, I did too. After each and every episode, they left you with a cliffhanger. They had next time on Gargoyles, and people came back, and they were ready for it. Yeah, they they were so ready for it. You know? They were hard for it. Oh. oh, Hard like stone, like the Gargoyles ah, were. Ah, yeah, yeah. They were yeah. waiting. Just like the Gargoyles were God, when they were stone. You need Jesus. <laughs> All right, so this is Gargoyles, um, The Awakening, parts 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. It was done 1994 to 1996. It lasted two seasons. No. Yeah. No, no, no. It was more than that. Because um, I know someone online was bitching about the fourth season. The fourth season? Yeah, it was, it was more than two seasons. Oh. It had to have been. Okay, so I I maybe I maybe stand corrected, but from what I'm seeing on IMDb, they have gargoyles as sixty five episodes from ninety four to ninety six. Tell you what, well maybe two years, but I will double check that. You can double check that. You continue with what you're doing. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm gonna give you a brief. Um, we're gonna call it a synopsis tease, because I don't want to ruin it for anybody that's going to want to go out and really watch the show. We're going to um, tease it for you guys. I'm going to tease gonna, you a little we're bit. We're going to just, like, warm you up a little bit, tease you. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> that's not supposed to be creepy. All right. So here we go. It goes, a thousands of years ago in Scotland, a clan of heroic gargoyles protect... Gargoyles. I can't say gargoyles. Heroic gargoyles protect their local citizens from an opposing neighbor. They are betrayed by a friend. The citizens are taken hostage, and the city which they protect is destroyed, reducing many of the gargoyles to rubble. The lucky remaining few gargoyles band together to come um, to the rescue of the remaining citizens of this particular town or village, ultimately to be betrayed again and cursed to remain stone until the castle rises above the clouds, which brings them to present day. The castle and gargoyles are bought and brought to New York City by a rich man of mystery and fitted to a high-rise building, which means they now have risen above the clouds. His intentions are unclear, but he knows about the curse and awakens the gargoyles. With nowhere else to go, they vow to protect the castle, however it may be. Thus, the adventures of gargoyles begins. Um, somewhere, something says you found three it? seasons. I've seen four. Uh, I guess it's debatable how many seasons there were. Okay. Um, I also know that the last season was, I guess, not from the original creator. So he doesn't think, he says that that's not canon, the last season. Oh, excuse me, it's not canon. And it was on until um, 97, 94 to 97. 97. Ooh. I do. I... Our neighbors. Guys, apologies. Our neighbors are going ballistic. We are recording this episode after dark in honor of the gargoyles when they come to life. Our neighbors are very annoying. Totally intentional. <laughs> totally intentional. Oh my gosh. But yeah, uh, so I understand the 1997 aspect because at least from my notes from what I found, um, this was not what Disney thought it was going to be. Disney, when they created the show, intended it for it to be the misadventures of gargoyles, essentially getting into shenanigans every day and every episode. Yeah. The creators kind of ran off on a tangent and created this very dark, very Shakespearean, very um, 
reflective of humanity storylines, and it's beautifully written for a cartoon of its time. This cartoon is too good for Disney. Disney, like Disney Channel. Oh, like you, Toon, Toon you, Disney. Yeah, or you. No, honestly, look. What, what was? <laughs> yeah, pull it back. No, what was? What were this? Shows compatriots, right? You had like like Ducktales or Tailspin, Darkwing Duck, fun stuff, and then you have Gargoyles. Uh, don't forget Gummy Bears. G- yeah, g- perfect. Gummy, the exact same show as Gargoyles. Gummy. That's Bears. That's what they probably intended. So th- that's kind of what I'm saying. Like this sh- this cartoon does not match any of these other cartoons. But here we are today talking about it. Because... Here we are, you guys. <laughs> guys, CM is so excited. <laughs> I love Gargoyles. I watched it a lot. I watched it a ton. All right, it got a huge following. So much so. That that it is actually the most popular Disney animated TV show that they created. Yeah, because so it's it so not Disney. You shut your mouth. <laughs> so it was the first one for them to release a full season of. The first animated TV show they released in 1997 as a full, available-to-own-at-home season of an animated show that they had created. Oh, they also had a board game, available-to-own-at-home. Did you also know that they had a Gargoyle Con? Oh. People got together. Oh no! Had fan fiction. No. And they dressed yeah. up as gargoyles. Oh no! I'm gonna have to look at photos of that. That's going it. on the Twitter. I love it. Yeah. I love that stuff. Guys, did you go to what was it called? Gargoyle Con. Oh, oh no no! Let me give you the correct name. Can we just say Gargoyle Con? Gargoyle Con. God, guys, did you uh, go to Gargoyle Con? Oh write God. us uh, at revisitaruin oh at gmail.com or just write us on Twitter. I, hear I guess Twitter's stories. easier. Um, I, sorry, I'm, I'm going to derail this episode I know, a lot. Here, it's called Gathering of the Gargoyles. Oh, that's worse. Ah! The Gathering <laughs> of the Gargoyles. Oh my god, it was officially discontinued. You want to guess how long this thing ran for? I'm guessing 99 it got discontinued. Oh no, absolutely not. All right, Ethel. 2009. 2009? Yeah, they kept it going. Oh. It was strong. Oh. Yeah, but also, it, uh, yeah, so... To go back to this particular episode, we find out, wait a minute, we're listening, we're watching, we're recognizing all these voices. Oh, we knew this before. And we kind of, okay, <laughs> wow, you just sorry, kill don't, the don't idea of, like, surprise. <laughs> I'm sorry, audience. Wow, you know what we discovered, you guys? Guess what we found oh out. God, you're the worst. <laughs> all right, so first, our favorite. Your favorite. No, no, no. I was going to say our favorite. I'll talk about my favorites after. Oh, I mean, the lead of the show is, is, is. Keith David. Keith David. Dude, Keith, oh, that's probably a bad impression. It is a really bad... <laughs> his voice is like it's deeper, but oh it's God. got this raspiness. <laughs> Keith David is the man. He is so good. He is so good in this role as Goliath. I mean, even just like in the pauses, which obviously, you know, you can't hear his voice in the pauses, but the way he mixes these lines up is just so fucking impactful. He's good. He's, he's, he's amazing. amazing in the show. But also, and this is something I forgot about, when you're a kid, you don't realize that, like, there are, you know, there aren't, like, unlimited actors. They don't hire an actor to play, like, you know, the one person with, like, two lines. So these leads, like, Keith David had to play multiple characters. He played a cop. Um, he's It's the first lines of the show, is this cop on the street. And then he also plays, uh, he plays a bunch of other people. He's a ton. I mean, this is the guy who was in the movie The Thing. Yeah. The Nice Guys, which is an awesome film. Oh, my God. Guys, if you don't know who Keith David is. Yeah, just so you, those well, you know, know. If you, you hear know, his voice, you know who it is. You know who Keith David yeah, is. Yeah, he's in Rick and Morty. He's done a ton of stuff for them. Everything. I yeah. mean, he's been working for years. He is, I think, the only person in the show who's like, who actually has a bit of a range and like his characters, you can still tell it's him. A range? What do you mean? <laughs> like his characters are a bit diverse and they're vocal. You know, like they're vocal. Oh, you mean qualities. from character to character yeah. as opposed to him as one character? With, you know, like the ex- if you take like your favorite. Oh, uh, okay, don't fine. you. Oh, right, but fine. Go, go, don't go you ahead. We'll dare. Get, we'll get to her. We'll get to her. Don't you dare talk shit we'll about get, Deanna we'll Troy. Okay, you mentioned her. So she's fantastic. So my ultimate favorite. Marina Sartis. I might be saying her name wrong. She is of Star Trek Next Generation fame, playing Deanna Troy. Here's here's the deal. Okay, I actually, I love her. And she um, plays Desdemona. She, uh, Demona. Demona, we I, find out. I thought it was Desdemona. It's Demona. No, it did start out like that. So the first two episodes in back in Scotland, in the beginning when they tell their backstory, she's known as Desdemona. No, she, and she, she says, you don't name. know what my my real name is. And they say, Demona. 
No, right? she none of them have a name except for Goliath. And then at sure. the very end, she's like, I have a name, too, now. It's Demona. She's never uh, Desdemona. Okay. Yeah, Desdemona is from Othello. Whoops. Yeah. You're just too classy for this. Okay. Um, Desdemona, listen, that would have been awesome. I really like her. We actually saw her at Comic-Con a few years ago, and she is... Crass whole, as hell. Well, yeah, she's crass. She's funny. But holy crap, I think it's a rare person who so blatantly makes her fans aware of how, like, of how important they are to her. Like she, oh, for sure. she's like, um, she took over this panel that we were at and they're talking about Star Trek, the next generation. Um, and the moderator was like closing things up and she was like, no bitch, I'm gonna close this up. It was first off. That was great. <laughs> and then she was like, we always like to end these, you know, things by saying it's only because of you that we have careers and we are so appreciative of, of you, the fans. As soon as like, I liked her before during the panel, but as soon as that happened, I was like, "Girl, oh my god, you're you're incredible. That's there, incredible." I mean, yeah, I, I mean, but there's a re- they were part of something that was amazing. There's a reason why I'm currently rewatching Star Trek: The Next Generation. I'm on the final season. I don't know what I'm gonna do after it. Maybe continue Deep Space Nine, um, but Guys, that's a separate subject. He is he is he loves Star Trek. Uh, he's watching all these episodes. Here's a side note: we passed by a guy who was talking on the phone with his friend about Deep Space Nine the other the other Shut night, up. and he rolled his eyes so hard and made the most judgmental comment you could think of. <laughs> and I was just like, "What what's wrong with you? You're literally doing the same thing. You no, should be talking no, to this guy because he's not me." Oh God, that was that it was hilarious. And you're an asshole. Um, I'm sorry. So, Deanna anyway, Troy. Deanna Troy. Okay. So, who else is in it? Jonathan Franzen. Franks. Franks. Who plays Riker. Yes. Ah! As Zanatos. But can you guess this? Here's a fun fact I just found out. Are you ready? Yes. Regular <laughs> reoccurring characters from Star... Or voice actors were from Star Trek series. So, you had appearances not only from Jonathan Franks and Marina Sardis. I'm guessing Sirtis. the guy who played, um, who was like the, the cosmic entity? Q? Was it Q? Oh, uh, oh gosh, I don't remember his um, real name. I don't know. He does a lot of voice work. I'm yeah, guessing he was on the show. But you have before. Kate Mulgrew, who is Captain Janeway. You have Brent Spinner, Spiner, who was uh, Data. You have LeVar Burton, who was Jordy LaForge. Reading you have Michael Rainbow. Dorn, Reading who was Dwarf. I mean, Rainbow all these people. Guy. And at one point, it says in the cosmic fear of the internet that the creators were going to try to get Jonathan Franks and Marina Sardis to convince Patrick Stewart to come on, but they felt bad using them to get him to come on to do a voice. I bet he would this, have. But this was also before he really got into doing a lot of cartoon voice work. Yeah, this is but very early there was such him. a big part of the show that dealt with Shakespeare. I bet you uh, anything true. it would have been such an easy, true. easy ask. True. Um, uh, um, the voice cast is wonderful. Yeah, it is. It really is. If, you, if anything, if you don't know Gargoyles, go on IMDb. There's a lot of great material there. But because, go to IMDb, because it has the faces of a lot of the actors that you'll begin to recognize. They're, like, there's the guy from Mary Tyler Moore show. There's the, the voice actor oh, from Ed SpongeBob. Asner. Yeah, Ed Adner. 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 Asner. Asner plays Hudson, who's kind of like... No, he plays... Hudson. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'm mixing... Go wow. Oh, Calm down. Calm your tits. Calm your tits <laughs> there. Calm your tits are just everywhere. Okay, so, yeah, there's a lot of fun things to discover while you're researching Gargoyles because it had such a great following had such great talent behind it. <laughs> Make sure to research right. Gargoyles. <laughs> these, are, these are the things that I do. I sit at home and watch, like... Wait, I'm too much personal information. <laughs> what do you nerd? What do you do in your free time? Nerd. I sit in the dark and watch like what is it? POV views of like Disney rides. Uh, <laughs> the audience is gonna feel bad for you. No, they won't. It's fun. Get out of here, guys. If you'd like to send something to CM to make his life a little bit better, it won't take much. Oh it's literally just send a box of tissues. It's innocent fun. Let, just DM me. Okay, can we Twitter start with account. the can we start with the first question <laughs> yeah, here? Go ahead. Did you watch this as a kid? Okay, so here's the thing. I've said this. I didn't watch a lot of uh, Disney. Um, it was I was more Nickelodeon kid. Um, I watched this show. I fucked with this show hardcore. Ugh. I loved this show so Aggressive. much. <laughs> it, it wasn't a Disney show. I think I even like every so often. I was it was their first channels. drama. Uh, 
their first yeah, animated it drama. drama. It was a drama. Oh, so it's weird. an animated it's so drama. So cool. Um, I watched the show so much. Like this, <clears throat> Ducktales. I think Darkwing Duck a little bit. I mean, Those you're were kind of the three. You were big on Batman the animated series, and in many ways, this is this is, this is so. It's like, very much that tone. It's it's dark and it's not quite it's not quite to that level, but it's. You know, maybe it is. It is. I don't know. Even in the theme song. So the theme song for me is probably one of the best animated theme songs I've heard next to the Batman animated series theme. Yeah, it's great. Like it has a dun, 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 just like Batman animated is, uh, oh, it's so good. And it's like dark. So great. Yeah. And they both So... Um, so this, so for me, uh, everyone knows I was a Disney kid. I watched this show. It was one of the many. It surprised me because as a kid, I don't think I ever recognized the difference between Disney cartoons. Like I always watched very happy. There's music, there's bright colors. And then you had this. I definitely was obsessed with it because just like I said in previous, I made paper dolls of these characters. This is where you found your sexual awakening in Santa Tos? No, but I definitely put a blanket <laughs> on my back, pretended they were wings, and jumped off of a couch that was turned on its side. So long ways up. Like, as if it were a tower, and I jumped. Oh, that's not good for the sofa. This was in my parents' garage. Oh. Your dad would have been so pissed off if, if he had found you. Oh, they out. heard it, because when I... <laughs> <laughs> they just wanted you well, out they heard it, because when the couch would fall, you'd hear a huge bang, and be like, like, what's going on in there? Well, I guess you don't have to, you know, do the whole college thing. Well, he'll just snap his neck, it's oh fine. Oh, God. So anyways, what's your first impression as you're watching this again? Like, it just starts, and you're like, okay. is this as good as I remembered? Just from the very onset. So the, uh, the, the first two episodes are in the past, right? Correct. So, okay. so it opens up with kind of um, a very J.J. Abrams, like, something just happened, here's what leads to it situation. Oh, we start and right it, in the middle of battle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And oh. then it goes into their backstory of how they got where they are now. Guys, uh, you, if you have any um, uh, uh, memory of this in a positive way and you're like, maybe I want to watch this, if you just put on the first episode, you're immediately thrown into it. It's great. Um, the the All the stuff in the past is wonderful. Uh, it's they, they kind of let you sit in there for a while. It's so weird that it was like a five-episode pilot, but it they utilize their time really well. Um I loved it. Uh, I loved the relationships with the humans. Mm -hmm. I loved the fear of them. I loved that they still, like, had fun. They're not just monsters. You see their personalities come through so early mm -hmm. on. Uh, I don't know. I, I loved it. I, th I thought it was great. I think the beginning stuff possibly is the strongest part of the pilot. Oh, absolutely. Because then it slowly gets into, like, the typical, like, short episode drama of like here's your mission su succeeding your mission you know i mean they're just got like the whole kind of idea of the pilot is them being thrust into this world that they don't know you mm -hmm. know it's like it's like uh, steve rogers when he gets thrown into present day you know it's it's fish out of water story for all of them right mm -hmm. <gasps> with the references what? reference um it's uh you see the progression there was like a little nonsense with these discs we'll get into that but um uh it is such a great it's a great whole package. I don't know. It, I agree. I'm yeah. I feel the same way. When we started watching it, I was like, yes. As soon as the music starts, I'm sitting there going, yeah, I can see why I really love this. Yeah. Like, there's a good reason why I watch this a lot. And to this day, the the theme song pops in my head. Like, images from the cartoon, cartoon like, pop up here and there. Yeah. And, like, whenever I think about it, I haven't a negative thing to say about it. There's zero hesitation. Yeah. The yeah. what? So we go with the past. The battle happens. Battle it happens. Ends. We get introduced to. I know <laughs> that. So there are things that I remember from this cartoon. Okay. And I remember some of these characters come back. The ones from the past. So like obviously the gargoyles come back. Obviously Demona comes back. But the guy who basically like uh, uh, murders like all of the other gargoyles during the day when they're stoned. The the blonde guy. He's voiced oh, by Clancy oh. Brown. <clears throat> yeah. That character comes back. Um, the Magus comes back. I think the princess comes back later on. I Maybe. think. I could be wrong. But um, I don't know if they were planning that far ahead. But if they were, they're 
geniuses because all of them are like there's a lot behind these characters mm -hmm. you know the magus like loves this princess and is in like when he thinks that she's dead like goes nuts right you know this guy who wants to like uh basically perform a genocide of these gargoyles <laughs> like there's something so like there's something so passionate behind him in like mm -hmm. like the worst way <sighs> So, it's, so it starts out when these gargoyles are protecting the citizens, they get betrayed by their own people. They keep getting betrayed. So these gargoyles are back dumb to as back shit. to back. So it gives them every reason to fear humans. And then it's like an added layer when all of a sudden they're brought to present day New York City, where all of a sudden they have technology around them and there's buildings made of stone and metal, like he says in the show. Reminder, uh, 1990s New York City. True. Um, where New York was still really scary. Oh, totally. Crime was everywhere. But I, I like that. If I feel like if I would lived in New York, I would still been, would have been able to watch the show because they had just enough of like on-the-nose references to New York City. Like the Alice in Wonderland statue, the Statue oh, of Liberty, Central Park. Even like the guy talking in the about morning, the Hudson River. Yeah, even the guy like in the morning jogging through Central Park. Oh yeah, and like the way he was jogging and he stops and yeah. he's like, oh, I've never noticed the statue before. Yeah. I, that's happened to me yeah. before. But it's very much. It almost feels like an alternate universe of New York City where it's, it's probably in the future because the technology is like high end. It's like probably in their world, late two thousands, mixed with like nineteen fifties. Um, style and cars. Oh, yes. So, like, when it comes to, like, these, these Very Batman -like. mercenaries, like, who are running around chasing, you know, Goliath at one point um, and stealing these discs, that's my one issue, and we'll get into that. Um, they're, like, dressed like... It's, like... You're talking about the... These the mercenaries mer who like to steal the so, discs. Okay, so so to get to get to that, so Xanatos, this rich guy, brings him to life. His disc is stolen by these people called the Cyberbiotics, which are like, I don't know, what would you like? Would it be well, like? Well, Cyberbiotics is a company, I guess. It's like with the way Xanatos tells us about them uh, in the first place is it's like a rival company, and so they have hired these mercenaries to steal these three discs from Xanatos with data that he needs. And he's really vague, and he's, you know, relying on the naivete of, of these gargoyles. And so there's laser gun fights and violence. Well, I want to point out one thing. So this was still in um, the day where you could use bullets. So there oh, are two, cartoon. two, two, oh big, things, gosh, two yes. big things about this cartoon. Bullets and blood. Um, at one point, Goliath grabs a sword, and a trail of blood just goes down his hand. And that I, I completely forgot of what it looks like to see blood in a cartoon that was on television. It's a little shocking. Yeah, a little bit, but I, I love it. You know, yeah. it's great. Um, so they're a, they have these elements where it's like the way that these mercenaries are dressed, this flying fortress thing they have to invade, where it's kind of like... It's very Marvel. Yeah, it's a it's a little out there, but in the end, we're watching a show where you know stone gargoyles come to life. So and where whatever. they're supposedly because they show the the landscape or the city scape of New York City and the Twin Towers are still present because yeah. this is back in 1993. You know what I so, always forget, by the way? Whenever anybody wants to establish New York as the setting that's before the... uh, 2001, they always have a shot of the Twin Towers. You forget how uh, 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 symbolic that was of Manhattan. Mm -hmm. So they already, but, so those were supposed to be the tallest buildings in New York City. Like not for the, Xanatos. Not for Xanatos. He had the tallest building, and he put a castle on top of it to bat it. So cool. Can you imagine if on the uh, New York skyline there was just, like, this castle on top of a skyscraper? Why haven't they done that yet? Uh, just move the cloisters to the top of a skyscraper. I feel like there's mini versions of it out there. We're just not rich enough to fly in a helicopter and see it. We can't see it because we're not in a helicopter. <laughs> we need a helicopter. Guys, do you have a helicopter? Can you fly us up oh above to see these castles that CM is talking Christ. about? Right, I said, read it in a room to gmail.com. Anyways, so Xanatos <laughs> is trying to get the gargoyles to retrieve his disc. Meanwhile, Detective Elisa. Elisa Maza. Elisa Maza. Maziz. She, Remember Muzzy? This bench is making all sorts Remember of noise. Remember Muzzy from the 90s? Learn French with Muzzy. Uh, I don't know what that is. Never mind. Was that Nickelodeon? <laughs> no, that was a commercial. It was like to teach kids to speak French. No. It was like a cartoon character. Muzzy. I don't know that one. It was like a furry thing? It was an elephant? Ugh. Oh, I don't know. It was bizarre. Sounds gross. 
<laughs> Guys, did you learn French with Muzzy? Right oh, Jesus. <laughs> Stay on track. It's late. Anyways. So anyways, so uh so he's doing this and all the while Detective Elisa is trying to I'm saying her name wrong again. Elisa. Elisa. Eliza. She uh <laughs> she's trying to um to figure out what's going on. She's doing her detective work, essentially. Uh, all on her own. She's an NYPD detective, all on her own. She has nobody else with her. Yeah, and there's she's... no other NYPD in this entire city, by the way. <laughs> yeah, she's really irresponsible, this yeah. woman. But she, she falls be... off a building twice. She falls off a building twice, and Goliath saves her twice. But anyways, Goliath and her become friends. She helps him explore the city, and uh, Max is making weird, <laughs> inappropriate symbols of sexuality. Right from the beginning, there's a weird thing <laughs> happening with Eliza and uh, and Goliath. Uh, I remember it slightly with the cartoon, but like immediately, she sees this thing uh, emerge, and she's like, "Ooh, yeah!" It's like Beauty and the mm. Beast. There was that oh. live action TV show called Beauty and the Beast yes. where he lived in the sewer. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> you're awful. You know you saw the same thing. Sure. No judgment. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. He's yeah. humanoid enough. Yeah. That is a long loincloth. It is very long. <laughs> he could trip on it. Anyways. <clears throat> so then they're attacked again. They end up going, um, finding out, and long, long story short, Elisa reveals to Goliath that the whole thing is a setup for Jonathan Frick's character, Xanatos, to use them. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Because that made no sense whatsoever. So here's Xanatos' plan. He wants to create these robot gargoyles. That's the plan. I'm going to make these robot gargoyles. And I think the disks have information or code related to these robots. Like yes. that he needs to program them. Okay, cool. He wants to awaken these gargoyles. So spend a shit ton of money, a Scrooge McDuck pile of money. <laughs> to bring this castle over to Manhattan, put it on top of his skyscraper so he can awaken these gargoyles. Then he convinces the gargoyles to... Oh, he stages a, uh, uh, a theft with these mercenaries. A heist! He <laughs> convinces the gargoyles to get the discs after the mercenaries are like basically trying to kill them so a few times. Stealing it back from his own self who stole it. He ends up... Uh, destroying a bunch of his facilities because we find out that cyberbiotics is owned. It's basically, it's like a, a, a corporation owned by Xanatos Industries. Mm -hmm. So he destroys this like weird plane fortress. He destroy he destroys everything, like a building, an underground facility, all of them to get back these discs so that he can just activate these robots. That's as far as we got. We don't know what his intentions are with how he uses them. That was it. That was that was the. Well, intentions. we don't continue the show. That's the end of the five part. I don't think introduction. I don't think they go back into what this plan was because this plan was nonsense. If I remember correctly, Demona is alive. Yeah, we saw she, that she creates was alive. a cybernetic oh, oh, a robot version of herself, and she starts. She's still working with Xanatos and gets him out of jail. And the whole thing is because they're feeding into each other's, I guess... Um, they're banging. A, a little bit. They kind of have a sexual tension too, Xanatos and Demona. Yeah. But Demona just has this utter hatred of humanity. And her whole thing is very Magneto-like. She just wants to punish everyone, essentially. The only human she trusts is Xanatos. And that's because I, very, I think that he's the one who has the money and the power to help her with her plans. So in a way, he's creating this metal army using her information and her, I guess, um, what would you call it? Her, not her paralysis, but I guess her paralysis. Like, they have to have, they get information from each other. They're helping each other out. So there's that mutual bond. If either of them ever were to become useless, I'm sure it would be over kind of situation. Like, they're dependent on one another. <clears throat> Where was I going with that? I don't know. His plan was dumb. Xanatos' plan was dumb. It made no sense. There was no reason to do any of it. That was my one issue with this with this pilot, and it's a lot of the pilot. Okay, so then let's go back to something even cuter. <laughs> oh, let's go back to cute So stuff. meanwhile, <laughs> while they're all running around chasing each other in the very beginning, you have the younger gargoyles going and exploring New York City. Oh, and, and finding names which... I mean, uh, I... They're great names. They're great names. I love them. Um, I, I don't think they went to Brooklyn. 
So I don't know how the hell Brooklyn is like, oh, I'm going myself Brooklyn. Oh, unless the bridge. I guess yeah, they, they, they don't, get close to the bridge. They, they don't justify the ref, the character names, really. Hudson, see, I like how Hudson picks his name. Because, like, there's a conversation between Eliza, Goliath, and what becomes Hudson. Hudson yeah. And uh, and... She's like, what's your name? He's like, oh, we don't have names. And He's like, you humans always trying to name things. Yeah. She was, he was like, would you name a river? Would and you name a sky? Would you name a river? And she's like, well, that river is called the Hudson. And he's like, well, then I will also be the Hudson. And it's so funny. It's dumb. It's just like, like okay, I'll take it's that cute. name. It's cute. It's like, cool. And then the other ones are like, we have names too now. Uh, Lexington. Lexington uh, uh, Broadway. Broadway. And Brooklyn, Brooklyn and Bronx, and then they name okay guys. The one of the best parts I laughed out loud. One of the best parts of this pilot is um, they look at the dog because there's one gargoyle who doesn't have wings, so he's like more of a dog character. Like he obviously has an intelligence to him, but he can't really speak, right? Yeah. Um, and so Brooklyn, you know, looks down at him and he says, "Oh, we got a name for you too, Bronx." And this character just goes ugh and then walks away. It was so funny. So funny. Okay, so. There were some things in this uh, are questionable, let's say. So the humor is very adult-like. One specific moment, which Max pointed out, and I kind of like heard the what? The pipes. The pipes. The pipes, the pipes, the calling. The pipes with the alleyway? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm like, why are you doing an Irish jig or something? Um, So at one point, um, Goliath saves a couple... From these like hoodlums, essentially, and <laughs> what's her name? Eliza says, I, and I'm, I think I'm getting this correct. She says, "Aren't you all late for your four-inch club meeting?" Oh, Which so totally funny. went over my head. So kudos to them. But Max is sitting there going, four-inch club meeting." He goes, "Oh, no, no, no! I didn't do that. I knew what it meant immediately." No, he did more like that. Oh, this is what it is. Oh, <laughs> anti-Semitic. <laughs> No, it's not. Oh no! He reveals himself, you're, folks. Anti-Semite. You're always teasing me, so I'm teasing you. Um, here's the deal. Uh, first off, I knew what the joke meant immediately. Second, um, before that moment, um, there is this couple, and one of them is obviously supposed to be uh, a Jewish woman from like the Upper uh, East Side, and um, she's voiced by Deanna Troy. And this is this is what I was getting at before. I I love. What's her name? The woman who plays Deanna Troy. It is... Oh, you don't know her name? Marina Sartis. Okay. Uh, she's wonderful. But she can't do that accent, and it's so bizarre. It's the weirdest voice in the cartoon. But that brings me to another kind of, like, thing, is that, especially in the backstory for them, there are some Scottish dialects in there that are questionable. I like that some people, like, go hardcore for like the Scottish hard. accent, and it's like, hey, it's like this, you guys. <laughs> And we're all we're villagers, and we need to save the gargoyles. <laughs> it's like, whoa, God, oh, what the fuck is this? And some people, I think, are just not... Do they have any natural Scotsman? They like, have, like, a lilt or, like, a soft undertone, think, like Hudson's character does. He kind of yeah. has it softly in there. Yeah, it's like, it's you know what, it's not the best Scottish accent, but it's, like, it's enough to let you know, hey, he's influenced by this. And then some people are just like, fuck that, we're American. Keith David is an American. <laughs> He's like, I'm not doing that nonsense. Um, I love the villagers who just were like, Oh, no, it's gargoyles! We're going to kill the gargoyles! Oh, God. Jesus. <laughs> they all sounded like, um, what was his name? Glomgold from, uh, from DuckTales. Oh. Yeah. But that's a duck. <laughs> but that's a duck. And that's another story. Anyways. <laughs> so something else that kind of was like, what? Was that there's all this like gunfire? Oh, Guys, if you want to hear me do other accents, oh, let geez. us know at Revisit and Ruin on Twitter. Continue. Yeah, he'll just do a montage <laughs> of all his best works. I'll do more Scottish. Scottish. Should I just do Scottish for the rest of this episode? Sure. What's no. going on for oh, the rest no. of this Never episode? Mind. Never mind. <laughs> uh, so, so the other thing that was kind of like what was that? There's a whole lot of like what would be perceived as gang violence between the cyber cyberbiotics and then the rich Xanatos groups and they're chasing each other with the gargoyles around the city and there's no NYPD. At one point they're shooting up Central Park and we all know as people that have either been to New York or live in New York, NYPD is 
everywhere. Well, that's a, a it's a running thing for the cartoon. It, it's a very empty city. Yeah. In this show, and look, animation is expensive. I get True. it. It's totally True. fine. It's one of the things that you have to kind of swallow. It might also derail the story every time the cops show up. Yeah. What's going on here? It's fine. You know, like this version of Manhattan is empty. There are like ten people who live there. And the detective. <laughs> and the detective is one of them. And she, she just likes to fall off buildings. Apparently. Um, gang war. Well, I mean, it's like corporate espionage. They kind of introduce it, but like in a really action-packed kind of way. But again, it doesn't actually exist because Xanatos has a stupid plan that ends up getting his ass arrested. What a dumb part of this fucking pilot. Like, just concentrate on the, the gargoyles. You don't need to steal these robot gargoyles. I didn't like that, I have to say. You know what? Look, okay, actually... Um, I really liked the pilot, but it went on way too long, and it went into nonsense towards the end of it. Nonsense. 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 I think we've actually done this in, in the uh, in an episode before. Probably. We just started Max screaming nonsense. Max starts stuff like that. Well, usually I scream nonsense when CM is looking at his computer, and I'm waiting for him to give us the next thing. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> so by the very end, we end up finding out that this whole time Demona has been alive, she has um, opposing ideas from from Goliath, and he says in many ways that the long sleep, the the millions, or not millions, the thousand years, the centuries of being asleep, that has actually made her worse, um, while they are a bit hopeful, even a little bit, you know? And so now they have opposing ideas, and by the end of this five-part um film <laughs> she falls into nowhere essentially demona demona yeah well so <clears throat> she they say that she got awakened a year ago but i don't believe that i think she's been awake this entire time i can't remember Probably. what ends up getting revealed with her but i'm pretty sure uh she has been awake for a really long time um and she's become hardened but then again it seems like oh it you find out that she so, at the very beginning, uh, the He's going to make this as clear as possible. At the, <laughs> the very beginning, gargoyles are betrayed by um, the captain of the guard in this castle this, that they, they live Correct. in. Correct. Right? First betrayer. Yeah. What you find out uh, at the very end of the pilot is Demona actually helped the betrayal. Yes. Um, she was trying to... She was trying to have these humans kill each other... And she basically, like, the Captain of the Guard and Demona both said when Goliath was going to go off and scare the uh, Clancy well, Brown's character. Yes. Um, they were like, oh, you should take all the gargoyles with you. That'd be a good plan. And, then and Goliath did. was like, no, I'll scare them myself with my giant penis. And he went, oh. That's an exact direct line oh, from the pilot. No, it's A direct not. line. I give Disney so it's much credit. way too late to be recording. Being... <laughs> Max is derailing. <laughs> um, so... You find that out from Demona. So she's always been a bitch. Well, it's because she wanted the castle for themselves. She wanted she wanted a separation from humanity. And it ended up being that she helped humanity. I think she's a little bit ashamed. She helped humanity kill her own people. That's a great moment um, where uh, Goliath is like, "It's none of this would happen if it wasn't for you. And she just goes, don't say that. It's like, she knows. I, can't, I can't address that. She, she knows that yeah. she's the problem. Um you realize that Goliath is starting to trust humans again very quickly. Again, these these gargoyles, this specific group, they're very naive. Um, but he starts trusting humans because all he needed was a, a nice girl, Eliza Maza. She's probably a nice Jewish girl. She's not a nice Jewish girl. She's a Latina. What? Is she a Latina? Wait, which one? Maza. Eliza Maza. Elisa Good Maza. question. Oh, my God. Did, do you have a trivia point with this? I do. Jewish characters in this show, are there? Yeah, Xanatos, maybe. They're in New York. They're everywhere. No, Xanatos is Greek. So here's something fun to know. So, Alisa, is that right? Alisa Maza. Alisa Maza, M-A-C-A. Her last name was originally Chavez, which is obviously Latin. But when Sally Richardson Whitfield was cast as Elisa, her race was changed from Latin to African American and Native American, and her parents even model, modeled after Whitfield's. You know, okay. Okay, I can actually see that. I mean, like, she has, like, well, mm, okay, that's fine. Yeah, right. So that's my thing. I, I definitely look at the cartoon. I've always thought she was a Latina. 
Yeah. Like a Spanish girl. I didn't know that she was half Native American and half African American. How they would have animated that to become more clear, I don't know. Yeah. I, she probably would have, I don't know. I mean, you can't features, say anything without it being, like, rude or, like, inappropriate. Well, look, I mean, let's let's just be real. Like, her features, certain parts of her features would be very different. Like, it's almost like her face, to me, her face is very... Uh, Anglicized, I think that's the correct term. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I think it's cool that, like, this show, this cartoon, very early on, like, who are your main characters? They're the gargoyles, who aren't human, mm-hmm. and then your <clears throat> lead human character is a woman of color. Yeah. Like, do you realize that? That's, uh, again, 94? Yeah. 93. 93. 1993, Disney going way ahead of everyone else by saying, we're going to do a cartoon. It's 94. Have some, 94? I was right. <laughs> yeah, you were. Man, fuck you, bro. Uh, we're going to go way ahead of everyone else. We're going to do a cartoon that has uh, dramatic elements. We're not going to treat kids stupidly. We're going to say, hey, this is an actual storyline. We're going to have uh, a lot of pathos for these characters, give them a lot of stakes. Um, I mean, honestly, have genocide happen in front of them, which is insane. Uh, I mean, and this, then this was one of the of few, color. Well, yeah, it was also noted that this is one of the few, if only Disney animated series that had all of their characters die at some point. I think DuckTales did as well. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, but that was like a big deal. So as of like, I mean, I'd have to look again, but as of the 2000s, 2000, I don't know, it's according to the notes here, 2011, but I haven't watched cartoons in the last seven years to be able to say whether or not. But from 2011, it was the only series that said, you know what, all these characters are dead, but all of them come back at some point within the series. Mm. Every single one of their lead characters was, you know, probably cliffhanger style, like, oh my God, are they dead? And you find out in the next episode or after three or four, you know, that they're actually still alive. I.e. like Demona like falling off the roof. You we know? should totally watch the movie Cliffhanger with Sylvester Stallone and John Lithgow and River Wild. <laughs> I love yeah, that movie. Okay. Oh, it's so good. Too, Anyways, uh, <laughs> I, don't, um, I don't know why that came up to me. All of them died at one point. <laughs> yes. Are you sure? That's what it says. And actually, oh. if you think about it, I can see what they're saying. So all the gargoyles, when Goliath in the very beginning goes ah. When he feels betrayed and he comes Mine back was to better. yeah, it was better. He comes back to the <laughs> castle. He thinks that all of his men are dead. All of them, all the guys, and that's yeah. how episode ends. We think that the gargoyles have all died at this castle because Goliath left. Yeah. So that Goliath is the only one alive. And then we come to find out that they that were there are a few surviving ones, the main characters, which he then thinks again that they died because now they're frozen in stone into an eternal sleep to God knows when because the idea and in that day and age, thousands of years ago, they could never imagine a building or a castle for that matter reaching high above the clouds. So yeah, they're virtually dead, including Demona. Then we come to find out that they're alive and then again, Demona thought was dead, is now alive. And then within the same episode, she gets killed again, quote unquote, when she falls off the building. I watched the pilot and you lost me. Sorry, guys. <laughs> the whole point is, is like, Man, no, they probably followed along. There are a lot of moments where you think for a second, wait, is he alone? Is Goliath alone? Or is he now on this mission to protect humanity and, you know, keep up the, the good game? <laughs> good game. <laughs> Goliath, you got to keep up that good game. Without his fellow Goyles, I guess. What? Goyles. No, that's, that one of, that's one of my words. Goyes. Goyum. What does that mean? Non-Jews. Non-Jews. Yeah. Oh, my God. Gar... Goyles. Is that a reference to gargoyles, like as creatures? Well, that would mean no. If there's the if the word goy is in there, then they are not Jewish. You should do a, a separate like, hey, let's speak Yiddish. <laughs> 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 no. Lesson one. No. Goy. There's, there's... <laughs> uh, well, that was not my intention. Oh my god, guys! The anti-Semite is telling me that I should speak more Yiddish. Oh no. Ugh, he's turned into my mother. God. What about this pilot? What else? <laughs> oh Jesus! Um, what is we? Yeah, we talked about the end. Um, was there anything else uh, in this pilot that we really wanted to go over? Um, oh, well, do you remember what happened? This is a random thing. I again, I remember random things from the show. Do you remember what ends up getting revealed for um, Xanatos's uh, uh, right hand man? 
what's his name? Like the Warren blonde guy? Or, yeah, what's his name? Wilton? Warren? Wilson? Question. Whatever. It doesn't matter. You don't have to look it up. <laughs> Wilson? Yeah, Wilson. Wilson. We'll call him Wilson. Um, do you, remember, you don't remember what happens to him? No. It gets revealed that he's actually Puck from Midsummer. Oh, you know what? Okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. yes. That's, I don't know why I remember that, but I remember that. Yeah. Um, though, that character, if I remember correctly, kind of looks like the Magus as well. well I think their designs are similar. Well, so what ends up happening is for the mythos of these characters, the writers tied in a lot of Shakespeare stories. Mm. So you have literal, like to even take the character's name and the backstories and they just throw it into this. So you have people appearing and this is some stuff that I found out. You have, yes, Tuck from Mr. Mike's Dream, but you also have Queen Titania, King Oberon. You have Ophelia from Hamlet, uh, Princess Catherine from Henry V. Uh, you have Macbeth. Um, and his backstory in the City of Stone is based more on the history of the actual king as, uh, of, of Scotland as well. Mm. Uh, so there's a lot of that in this. And then they go into King Arthur. If I'm not mistaken, the King Arthur stuff was the last season. Probably. I think. Yeah. And I think that's stuff that is not yeah. popular with the convention of the gargoyles. Are you the making, gathering are you of making the that up right now? No, that the last season was about that stuff? Yeah. No, I think I genuinely remember oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think. And then they release comics to continue this storyline. Correct. And I think the the first episode, I didn't do much research, but I saw a few things. I think the first episode of the fourth season is the only one that is in canon. So basically, like, the comics continue after that. That's what it is. So what you're referring to, okay, now I know what you're talking about. Because it really wasn't a fourth season. It was called Goliath Chronicles or the uh, Goliath Chronicles the Journey. Oh, it was like a different show? Correct. <laughs> and it was a it was an abridged version of the first comic. Oh. Yep. <laughs> oh, and that's the one where it's like his daughter was there. Correct. And yeah. this but here's the thing, the reason why it was so different was because the producer that they originally had involved the original the series creator was no longer in it. Greg Weissman was no longer part of it. Mm. So he he had nothing to say about it. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they refuse it. They don't consider it part of canon. But you know what's really funny and interesting? That Greg Weissman actually had an idea for a gay character in this. Really? He intended at some point for the character Lexington, the gargoyle. Oh, that's the easy to one. To be revealed as, like, a gay character. But he knew outright that Disney, especially 93, maybe not so much even today, like, they would have to allude to it but never be very, like... Yeah. Not raw, but very, like, it, it couldn't be obvious. It that's, just would never pass. That's the easy one. Honestly, the best character who would have been, like, to be revealed as gay would have been Hudson, the old guy. Oh, that would be interesting. That would be awesome. That would be, be so great. And then, yeah. like, there's one scene where he's, like, at, um, what was that club called? Splash? Was Splash the one that got shut, or that shut down? 17th Street? Are you talking about the New York Gay Club? Yeah, 17th Street. Yes. Yeah, there'd be, oh, that'd be so cool if there was, like, one scene and, like, Hudson's like, watch this. Oomps, and they're like, oomps, hey, oomps, come oomps, in. Oomps, oomps. It's Halloween. <laughs> Bear night. Oh, and he comes no. in and he's like, I have found myself. It's oh, only taken a no. millennia. I miss Musical Mondays from Splash. Well, you know. That's a whole other story. We'll do an episode on that. It's been long enough. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. That's kind of all I had to say about, um, the pilot. Did you have anything else? No, I really like it. I have to say that it's something that people have constantly started rumors about. I don't know if it's ever been true, but speaking of like whether we would want it to be rebooted, um, perhaps as a live action film or television series. Well, I've got a piece of trivia for you. Okay, so I don't know let's if it's really it. trivia. So it wasn't that long ago, maybe like a month ago, that mm -hmm. um, Jordan Peele, uh, the guy who directed Get Out mm -hmm. of Keen Peele, he actually said when the record saying that he'd love to do a live action Gargoyles movie. Which would be incredible. Um, yeah. Uh, Yes. They could just do the first the first okay. five-part like, no, episode as a live-action no. film. Fuck that noise. Uh, no, I disagree. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think you do it as a live-action movie. I think you do it as like a... HBO had a Spawn series in the 90s. Do it kind of like that. You don't need to make it as graphic and as, um, uh, as adult, 
but like find a nice medium and have the animation be very reminiscent of the original series, but like update it, make it a little bit, you know, like shaded. No, like kind of add shading, add, add that dirt, add that grit and that detail to it. And then have a mini series. Start off with that. See if the fans come back. Um, I think a movie. I think they would. A movie is just because they're gonna. What they're gonna want to do is like put way too much into it. Be like, we're gonna make a universe and a franchise, and we're gonna add fucking tailspin in there. Well, to their and credit, then, it could it could go that way. Yes, but I'm saying there's enough back, the wrong, like backstory. It's the wrong way to go. Do a mini series because you already have all these worlds to play with in this show. Uh, don't do a movie where they're going to try to cram in too much into two hours. And bring back the original voice actors. Yeah, totally bring... Oh, yeah, no, no question. Like, it's... Oh. This, this whole fucking asshole thing they're doing with the new Lion King movie where they're bringing back James Earl Jones, but that's it? Bullshit. If you're going to bring back one, bring back all of them. Or don't bring back any of them. There are True. other actors True. that you could do instead of James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones, if you're listening, I apologize, but somebody else can do it. You know it, I know it. For this, for this oh cartoon, God. for this cartoon, oh. bring back everyone. Bring just bring back everyone. Just um, do it. Some people are dead. Uh, Who's dead? <laughs> not, well, Ed Asner's not dead, and he was the oldest motherfucker wow, in the cast. Why would you think of him? Because why would you think he of was Ed Asner? Already really old back then. That's rude as hell. <laughs> Ed Asner, I know you're not dead. You know it. I know it. I, I think he's not dead. I actually don't know. I hope oh he's my not God. dead. Wait, I have to find out. <laughs> Jesus, I hope he's not dead. Um, Sam's, Ed Asner, no! <laughs> Sam's finding that out. I think they're all alive. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I'm just messing. Bring them all back, guys. Um, yeah, because it wasn't I, that long ago. I say reboot it. Um, uh, put it on a different series. No. Oh, actually. Oh, my God. Disney has a new streaming um, service coming out. Ooh. And they're looking for original content. Uh, produce... Disney, take this idea. I'm not going to say for free. I would love a consulting fee. That would be fantastic. I'll come back. Dude, I will consult the shit out of these projects for you. Um, Put it on the streaming service. Do everything that I said. Uh, Your your audience are mostly adults now who have way too much time in their hands. Uh, Just do that. Yep. That's what I say. You're right. You're right. I know. I'm always right. Oh, Jesus. Always right. Uh, time to wrap it up. Wait, is Edward Asner dead? No, don't Google that. It'll make it come true. He's not. I know he's not dead. He's alive. Do you know how old he is? He's probably like 93. Oh, let's leave it on this note. He is a strong 88. He's only 88? Yeah, 88 and young. And he has like more than a dozen like movie things and TV things. A ton of stuff in post-production. Especially ever since Up happened. That launched him back into the spotlight. He was Carl and Up. He played the... Oh, I just knocked the mic. I will murder you. (sighs) All right, guys. That's it. Uh, As always, thank you for listening. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on and leave us a review, please. iTunes will not give us... Post any of our reviews unless there are enough of them. Give us five stars. If you have nothing to say, email it to us personally. (laughs) Guys, if you you have a negative review, just send us an email. Don't leave that on iTunes. (laughs) Um, oh, you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Revisit and Ruin or write us at revisitandruin at gmail.com. CM, as always, you are my favorite gargoyle that I hope will be here for a millennia. Thank you, Maximus. Uh, well, anyway, that's it. That would be um, your gargoyle name. Maximus? I'll take it. I'd be a fucking badass gargoyle. <sighs> Boy, I tell you what. I tell you what. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.